A recent Kiplinger Athene poll is shedding light on the latest data regarding the financial concerns of retirees and pre-retirees in the wake of the recent market volatility, inflation, and fears of a potential recession. The data seems to point to a glaring concern of what constitutes a secure retirement. And now, Elevate Your Wealth with Mark Stimson and Casey Elkins. Welcome into Elevate Your Wealth, hosted by Mark Stimson and Casey Elkins. Elevated financial management, where you can find them. It's the power behind the program. 42 years combined experience in the retirement planning business, helping hundreds of clients get ready for their golden years, their retirement. They are certified financial fiduciaries. They host Elevate Your Wealth a la TV, and they've got this radio show, so really all over the place. I'm Morgan Patrick consumer advocate and is always about retirement and we also give you an opportunity no cost no obligation no pressure to get on the calendar at elevated financial management and again that is to talk about your retirement situation maybe you haven't started planning maybe you're in the middle of something need a second opinion or you might be in that group that has that wonderful portfolio and think you got it made for retirement folks that is not a retirement plan and if you listen to this show you will understand a lot goes into retirement and make sure you account for it all. So let's talk about this, guys. This Kiplinger survey was conducted back in June of this year, so just a few months ago, asking just over 800 Americans their thoughts on retirement. So we wanted to dig into the numbers, and here's what we found. So, Casey, retirees on the outlook of their financial future, interesting numbers here. Yeah, you know, it said that 70% expect to have enough income to live comfortably. And I think what really is the highlight of that is that means that there's 30% that are concerned about it. Uh, 30% that potentially don't expect to have enough income to live comfortably. And uh, that's a concerning number. Um, you know, if we rewind, and we'll, we'll talk about this more later, but if we, if we rewind to years ago, if we look at our parents, our grandparents' retirements, um, they maybe weren't too concerned about their income because most of them had pensions. Um, and then you add in social security. And so uh, there was a lot of confidence there and everybody felt very comfortable. Maybe when we think about uh, our parents, our grandparents, most of them didn't talk about money. They didn't talk about these things because they had that level of income. But now things have been flipped. And um, with the 401k, if you don't have a pension, um, it's important to understand where your income is going to come from in retirement and to know how reliable it's going to be. Um, is it going to adjust for inflation? There's a lot of things to consider. Another piece to that too is that it says 66% are confident they will not run out of money in retirement. And again, it's the inverse that really tells us something. That means there's 34% that are not confident that they'll run out of money. So uh, what that means is we really have to have a plan. Uh, for those of you listening at home, you've got to understand what that income plan looks like from your accounts, uh, making sure that it's tax efficient, uh, that it's going to continue for the rest of your retirement. All right, so those numbers are retirees. Now let's go to pre-retirees. They're far less confident in their financial future in retirement with less than 55% of respondents that are confident that they will not run out of money at some point. So that kind of tells you where we are right now uh, as a whole. I mean, retirees, they're feeling okay. Pre-retirees, guys, uh, not so much. So that's just more important, even more important to have that plan. Yeah. And, you know, Casey mentioned probably the main reason why this is the case. So many of the people that we talk with, the students that come into our class, uh, they do not have a pension. They have a defined contribution plan versus the defined benefit plan. And because of that, they've got uh, Social Security as their main 
pillar for their guaranteed retirement income uh, needs. And so when you look at stock market volatility right now and the concerns that they have, look at what's happened in the market the last couple of weeks or the last year. Uh, and I love this number. It says 49% of retirees responded that they're having concerns about stock market volatility, potentially creating serious economic troubles for them in the future. And they should be concerned about this. Uh, sequence of return risk is something we've mentioned many, many times on our show. So if the market is volatile like it is right now, and you need to draw money out of your account to make your uh, monthly number each month, it can devastate your your retirement. And so this is why Casey and I are so adamant about needing a plan. You've got to have a way to adjust uh, sometimes on the fly for when these type of things happen, like inflation. We've talked about that. So this other number is, is a little scary too. 64% of pre-retirees are very concerned about the volatility and concerned that their money isn't going to last. So these are numbers that are really staggering. And Casey, why don't you talk a little bit about what to do or acting on this type of market volatility? What do we do? Yeah, you know, I think it's really important. Uh, you know, I'll bring out another, another before I answer that question directly, Mark, I'll bring out another point from this study. It says that 68% of retirees reported that they're waiting and not making any changes in response to the volatility. Um, and when it comes to that, what I'll say is that if that's part of the plan and you have a true plan for retirement, you sit down and uh, looked at what your income is going to be and how the market affects your investments and you're truly diversified, not only because the pie chart on your statement says so, but because you've actually sat down and done the homework and understand the different asset classes in your portfolio. If you're choosing to sit still while this market volatility happens and you have a true plan and that's part of the plan, then that's a good thing. That's great. If you're sitting still because you were told, don't worry about it, it's just a paper loss, it's going to come back and um, don't touch the money, don't think about it, don't look at your account, which uh, you would not believe how many people tell us that that's what their brokers tell them. If you're sitting still while that's happening, um, I would give you a caution. Now is the time to take note. Um, so what can we do about the market volatility? Well, it really all starts with a conversation. You've got to understand where you're at. Um, you've got to understand how your investments react and know what to expect when things come down the line like this. Uh, we see interest rate hikes. We see inflation. Um, there's talks of recession. There's lots of things going on. How do our investments react to that? If you don't know the answer to that question, please remember this is your money. This is money that you've worked hard for. You've got to understand that. So uh, we see that most people, uh, one of the biggest pillars in their retirement is social security. Um, and th there's nothing wrong with that. But if you want to live beyond what social security is going to give you, you've got to have a plan, especially surrounding market volatility. So keeping that social security in mind, I know that there's a, a couple of points from this study. Mark, you want to bring those out? Yeah. In fact, uh, we taught a class last week uh, out at Green River, and this Social Security always creates a lot of questions and concerns. Notice this number for everybody listening today. 83% of retirees reported that they have already claimed Social Security benefits. I always want to stress that your situation is very unique to you, and if 83% are claiming early, one year basically after 62, of course, uh, that could be a tremendous mistake. But we don't know until we have all the information based on your own 
situation. So please come talk to us. Let's find out what your uh, numbers look like. That's going to help you to make a good decision when it comes to should I claim before I turn FRA. FRA stands for full retirement age. And I can't tell you how many people are regretting going early because they either think they're not going to live long enough or they believe Social Security is it's not going to be around. They're not going to get their money. And both of those I put in the myth category. I think there's going to be changes. I think we all agree with that. But thinking that that that's just not going to be there, I think, is a big mistake that you, you can uh, make. Also, 43% of the respondents of the survey explained that Social Security is providing 50% or more of their annual retirement income. It was never designed to be that high. And so, again, this is where having a plan and knowing where and how to draw, especially from a tax perspective, your other uh, sources of buckets, we call them, or money, uh, is going to help you to have a very safe and guaranteed retirement. Elevate your wealth. You're tuned to it. Our hosts are Mark Stimson and Casey Elkins. You can find them at Elevated Financial Management. That's the power behind this program. Check them out online. All letters. Listen to this. EFMNW.com. That's EFMNW.com. And there are links to the podcast. There are links to this radio show in podcast form. Also the TV show, folks. It is always about retirement. This Kiplinger survey was conducted in June of this year. And again, talking with 800 Americans, getting their thoughts on retirement. We were digging into those numbers. We've talked about just the outlook on the financial future, what the stock market volatility and their concerns are there, acting on market volatility. How are you going to do that? And how is Social Security going to play in? And I think it was a very uh, important point you made, Mark, that yes, Social Security is going to change. It's going to be there. It's a political volleyball. So Social Security is going to be there, but it is going to change. But that number, 40 43% saying 50% or more is coming from Social Security. So that makes it even more important to plan on how you are going to take it, not just get to a number and say, hey, I'm going to file for Social Security. How is it going to fit into your overall retirement plan? So beyond Social Security, guys, this will be one of the last things we have time for today in this portion of the program. But beyond Social Security, there's stable sources of income for current retirees in the survey. And here's what we came up with. Yeah, there's a few main ones here. Um, employer pensions. We've talked about that a little bit already. And uh, the point being here is that if you have a pension, um, I hope you're smiling right now because that's a great thing. You should be very excited about that. That's an income source that you can rely on. Uh, the second is income from bonds. Uh, we'll say that that's definitely getting better, um, but holding bonds up until recently was a big question mark, and there's been a lot of volatility surrounding bonds. Um, but creating some income from bonds could be a great thing in retirement. Uh, a couple other things here. Dividend-paying stocks. Uh, I'll tell you what, I'm a big fan of dividend-paying stocks. Um, if they're the right ones, we have to be cautious. We don't just go after the highest yield that we can get there. We want to be strategic. And then also REITs, which is a real estate investment trust. Um, there's a lot of details. There's a lot of things that you got to understand surrounding a REIT. Um, don't just buy one because you heard about it on the radio or somebody told you that they bought one. Um, you've got to understand the details because there's some uh, some risk involved with a real estate investment trust as well. And then a couple other well-known things here, CDs, um, those are becoming more attractive, savings accounts. And then I'll mention this, and we'll just talk about it briefly, but annuities. Um, annuity is a great place to uh, provide guaranteed income. Um, as a matter of fact, we talked about Social Security. In its purest form, Social Security is an annuity. Uh, every pension in America is an annuity. And so uh, taking some of the money that you have and creating a private pension, 
via an annuity is a great option as well. Elevate Your Wealth gives you an opportunity to sit down with Mark Stimson, Casey Elkins, and their staff at Elevated Financial Management. No cost, no obligation, and simply no pressure. We're talking about this Kiplinger survey about retirement. How are you doing with your planning process? Well, now's the opportunity to get on the calendar with Mark and Casey at Elevated Financial Management. Guys, what's going to happen for the next five callers? Well, we're going to offer a complimentary retirement readiness review. But what does that really entail? If anything we've just talked about, if we talked about uh, the concern about uh, your income lasting in retirement and that strikes home for you, we talked about market volatility. And uh, do you understand the real market volatility in your account? Have you lost money recently and you don't understand why? You don't know what to expect. Um, What about Social Security? What's the right timing for Social Security? And well, what potential changes could we make within your portfolio to create another income source? Those are all things that we'll take a deep dive into uh, to help you understand better, to help us understand better. We'll talk through those things, give you some options, uh, all part of our retirement readiness review. All right, we've got five spots. Here's the number, 866-668-3625. That's 866-668-3625. Call that number now, no cost, no obligation, and again, no pressure, 866 668 3625. Coming up on the other side, just what is a safe withdrawal rate of your retirement dollars? Well, it depends. We'll talk about it coming up next. your wealth. Mark Stimson and Casey Elkins are your hosts. You can find them at Elevated Financial Management right here in Seattle. 42 years combined experience in the retirement planning business. They are certified financial fiduciaries and we talk the talk and walk the walk every single week and it's always about retirement. Check out a great website. It's a great resource for you. EFMNW.com. That's all letters efmnw.com. You'll have links to our radio show and podcast form, and also their TV show links are there as well. So you can see them, you can hear them, and there's a ton of great information on retirement. There's also contact information. Get in touch with Mark and Casey and their staff at Elevated Financial Management, and you can start working on that retirement plan. Now, we do have spots on the calendar with these fellows in their group, uh, and it's no cost, no obligation, uh, and no pressure to see where you are in your retirement planning process. And I say this quite often. I mean, you may maybe you haven't even started, or you need a second opinion, or you've got that wonderful portfolio and think you're good. Folks, you need to have a plan A lot goes into retirement, and you need to make sure you have that roadmap to get you there. So let's get into this, guys. There are several factors that determine what your safe withdrawal rate is for your retirement nest egg. So we wanted to start with a definition of what is safe withdrawal rate. So let's talk about that first. Yeah, that's that's a great question. I think this is uh, maybe a statement or a term that gets thrown uh, thrown around a lot by people in the field and discussed on shows and things. But uh, we've really got to all be on the same page. And it's it's actually pretty simple. Don't let it overwhelm you. Um, a safe withdrawal rate represents the maximum percentage of retirement funds a retiree can take from an investment portfolio on an annual basis without running out of money too soon. So the, the simple way to look at that is how much money can I take each year without running out of money in retirement? That's what that really is. And so um, there's a percentage typically assigned to that. Mark's going to get into that a little bit more for us. But Once you've determined a safe withdrawal rate, meaning I can take X percent from my accounts each year 
um, then you can go ahead and build a plan, a reliable household budget for retirement that can stretch 30 years or more. That's the, the simple, easy way to look at it. Talking safe withdrawal rate when it comes to your retirement accounts, and you've done well, you've planned well. So now we're going to talk about, you know, how are you going to start taking from those accounts? So Mark, I mean, how do, how do we calculate that safe withdrawal rate? Well, a lot of you listening today may have heard about the 4% rule. One of the things that we're realizing that that may be a percentage that's a, that's a little too high today, but let's just stay with that uh, rate because that goes back to the early 90s. So we're talking, you know, 25 years or so that this has been around. And what that means is if you have a 4% uh, rate of withdrawal, that means that you're going to have to try and take money out of, as Casey mentioned, your stock or bond portfolio, whatever it's made up of, and you're going to want to keep it to between three and 4%. There are some that feel we might need to be closer to 2% if you're looking at a 30 to 35 a year retirement timeframe. So let's talk about how this would work then. So if you've got a 60-40 split, meaning 60% stock, 40% bonds, and you are going to use the 4% withdrawal rate, hopefully it's going to give you confidence that your your money is going to last for, for 30 years. But let's Let's see how this actually works. So again, I'm going to use the 4% uh, withdrawal rate in the first year, and then it's going to be adjusted for inflation moving forward. So if you've got $100,000 in your your funds, in year one, you're going to take 4% of that. Simple math, right? That's going to be $4,000 that you would take out. Now in year two, if there was a 3% inflation rate, you're going to have to draw 4120 in year three, if it's a 2% inflation, you would withdraw $4,202. However, something to really keep in mind is you don't have to withdraw that exact 4% each year out of your nest egg. It's really could be based a lot on how your stocks and bonds are performing right in the market. So you don't have to stick to that. Now, you've got to stick to what you need to pay your bills. We all We all understand that. But you might want to make adjustments to that withdrawal rate, uh, especially if you're seeing uh, a too high uh, percentage of your portfolio going bye-bye or being washed out to sea. So if that's happening, we're going to have to make an adjustment. I mean, so important uh, to have everything kind of on the table and and account for so many different variables when it comes to retirement and how it's going to impact your funds. Elevate Your Wealth is the show you're tuned to. Your hosts are Mark Stimson and Casey Elkins. You can find them during the week at Elevated Financial Management right here in Seattle. That's the power behind this program. And they've got 42 years of experience between them helping their clients get ready for their golden year. Certified financial fiduciaries, both of them. And folks, it's always about retirement on the show. I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate. And again, safe withdrawal rate. We're talking about that today. You know, what's the safe withdrawal rate method, the the one you're going to use, how to calculate a safe withdrawal rate. And now, Casey, the pros and cons of the safe withdrawal rate strategy. Yeah, the same as the case with uh, anything in life, really. But especially when we're talking about investment management strategies, there's upsides and downsides to everything. Um, and, and I just want to preface what we're about to talk about with something that is a, a very important philosophical look that Mark and I have when it comes to retirement planning. You need to understand the goods and the bads. You need to understand the upside and the downside of everything that we're talking about. 
Um, we hear a lot of times brokers talk about all the good things and you're going to average 10% and all these great things and they puff it up and they build it up and it's really exciting, but you don't know the real downside until we're in a market environment like we're currently in. And so that's why we're talking about this. When we look at the withdrawal rate, um, when we talk about that withdrawal rate strategy, uh, one of the main things is that uh, really the safe withdrawal rate is pretty simple to understand. It's pretty straightforward, easy concept. It helps us control expenses, stick to a budget because we know what we can take from our accounts. That's pretty easy to understand. Uh, the con or maybe the downside would be is that everybody has their own definition of what a safe withdrawal rate is. And that safe withdrawal rate um, really varies depending on what you look forward to the future as for hypothetical returns in your accounts and um, what level of stocks versus bonds you have versus maybe alternative investments or even annuities or real estate investment trusts, things like we've talked about. So um, you've really got to understand that uh, you're not going to hear a specific uh, percentage from Mark or I as to what we believe fits everybody. Um, different plans require different withdrawal rates. Different plans allow for different withdrawal rates. And so we have to sit down and look at that individually. And it's really important to us that you understand how that works and why it yeah, I mean, there's no template. There's no cookie cutter answer here for our radio listeners that are thinking about retirement. Oh, I'm going to tune in. I'm going to find out my exact withdrawal rate. You need to come in. You need to have a conversation. You need to create that plan. And with all the pieces to your retirement puzzle, then you're going to know what that withdrawal rate uh, needs to be. And and if you don't have it, you got to work to get there, folks. It is your retirement. So, Mark, the, the final one is more kind of uh, philosophical. You know, you know, what retirement withdrawal rate is going to be right for you, the individual? Yeah, and we've talked about how everybody's situation is unique to them. Dr. Wade Fow is probably one of, and, and he's well-known at the American College uh, which is where CFP certified financial planners and so many of the designations that matter in the financial world come from. And he believes that we need to be looking at closer to a 1.8 to 2% withdrawal rate. What does that really mean to you and I as a retiree or pre-retiree? It means that we need to have a lot bigger chunk of money saved up if we hope to not run out of funds. Uh, before our, our average life expectancy. So the bottom line is you need to start by talking to someone that can help you figure this out because it truly is a maze. Uh, a, a real good money manager is going to be able to look at your expenses, uh, the different sources of income that you have, and they're going to develop a plan that's going to work for your unique situation because that's what matters. What matters for Wilma isn't going to work for Kathy and vice versa. And so we need to figure that out. So the first step that we're going to do is we're going to make sure that you give us a good budget. What exactly do you need from a financial standpoint each and every month? We got to calculate that. Then we're going to see how much of your expenses that outgo is going to be covered by guaranteed sources of income. One would be your social security. And two, if you're fortunate enough to have a pension, that's got to be figured in that with that. Then maybe you've got some real estate rental income that we can use, or in, uh, maybe some annuities that are creating an income stream for you. So we need to figure out all the guaranteed sources and then close the gap between the guaranteed money coming in and the amount that you need each month. Uh, there's different life expectancy calculators that we can use. We need to really look at your individual health situation. 
of your family tree, you might say, and what you're currently experiencing. Uh, also, something else that we harp a lot about is making sure that you have a tax efficient plan. So many people might have a, a general idea of what they want to do, but they have no idea of what they want to do when it comes to tax planning. So, and that matters tremendously, especially if you have Roth accounts. Do you want to use them at the beginning or at the end of your retirement life? And so, a tax efficient strategy can really help to make sure that your funds are going to last your complete retirement life. I tell you, it really just kind of screams that retirement's not in a vacuum. Uh, a lot of things are going to impact your plan as you move uh, towards retirement and through retirement. And working with professionals, having these types of conversations about your individual situation, or if you're retiring as a couple, that couple's situation, I mean, it's vital. It's paramount. And now's the opportunity to get on the calendar at Elevated Financial Management and meet with Mark Stimson, Casey Elkins, and their team and talk about your situation. And again, no cost, no obligation, and there is no pressure. This is this is just kind of a get to know you. See where you are. Uh, see if you need to start planning or if you need that second opinion. So, Casey, uh, we've got five positions on your calendar. What's going to happen for these five appointments? Well, those that take advantage of this will get a deep dive uh, into their risk and their fees, uh, meaning we'll do a full analysis on the level of risk that you're taking, what type of fees you're paying, and are the fees appropriate? Are you getting what you're paying for? Uh, we're talking about withdrawal rates. So the big question here is, how much can you take safely from your retirement? We want to make sure that we balance that properly. You don't want to run out of money, but you also don't want to uh, live so inexpensively in retirement that you can't do the things you've always dreamed of. And so we start with that analysis to help determine what's going to be the right withdrawal rate for you. From there, we'll look at the impact of inflation. We'll consider taxes. How are all of these things going to affect your retirement? What does that look like for you individually, specifically you. Um, what we found is that these strategies work very well for folks that are uh, have saved 200000 or more. But if you've saved a million or more, that really gives us a lot of options. So don't hesitate. Uh, make the phone call now. All right. We've got five positions. Again, if you've saved at least 200000 for retirement, strategies work well. If you've got over a million, uh, get on in here. That gives them a, a lot of parts that they can work with. 866-668-3625. That's 866-668-3625. Again, no cost, no obligation, no pressure. Coming up on the program, it's easy to forget that all that money you saved in your 401k or IRA is going to be taxed on the way out thanks to required minimum distributions. When we come back, we'll do the RMD Mistakes to Avoid. Welcome back into Elevate Your Wealth, hosted by Mark Stimson and Casey Elkins. Elevated Financial Management, where you can find them during the week, Seattle. And folks, they have 42 years combined experience in the retirement planning business, and it's all about the plan, folks. Helping hundreds of clients get ready for their retirement. They are certified financial fiduciaries. I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate, and we get into the topics each and every week, but we also give you an opportunity to get on the calendar with Elevated Financial Management, meet with Mark and Casey and their team, talk about about your retirement situation. And guess what? That's no cost, no obligation, and there is no pressure. They're here to help, folks. Retirement is a big, big deal. Need to start planning if you have it. If you're in the middle of something, got questions, not getting the feedback you want, 
get a second opinion. Use one of those five calendar positions we're going to open up here in just a sec. So after you've saved for years and years and years, IRAs, 401ks, and other tax-deferred retirement plan, you know, initiatives there, you can eventually, well, eventually you're going to have to take the money out and pay taxes on it, the RMD. Uh, required minimum distribution. So let's talk about this. Uh, Mark, let's start with you. Taking your RMDs, this can be very costly if you do it at the wrong time. Yeah, and I'm glad we're talking about this today, uh, Morgan, because this is this caused a lot of confusion. We know the SECURE Act of 2019 allows, uh, and one of the good things that it did, it allowed for a change in the age requirement date. It used to be 70 and a half. Now, it is age 72, and you must take uh, a distribution, required minimum distribution is what RMD stands for, uh, once you reach age 72 today. Now, something to that causes a, a confusion is you have to take it in the year that you turn 72. So if you decide that you don't want to take it maybe uh, to the end of the year, you can do that. But let's say that your birthday is in the second half of the year uh, and you want to wait until to take that distribution. Uh, you can do that till April 1st of the following year. But the problem that a lot of people run into is that if they do that, they don't realize that they needed to take two distributions that year, right? So they turned 72 the prior year, but they waited till April 1st of the following year to take that first one. If they do that, they must take their second one by December 31st of that same year. So you're going to have two RMDs that are going to be required. And if you don't do that, the penalty is 50% of that required minimum distribution amount. So they're not, not only going to have to pay that uh, required amount, add 50% to that. So it's a penalty that individuals that run into this, they usually only make that mistake once. Uh, that'll never happen again. And we want to make sure we help them so that it's automatic and they never have to worry about the timing of that RMD. I mean, it's part of planning. I mean, knowing exactly what you have and how you're going to draw down on those accounts. Elevate Your Wealth is the program you're tuned to, Seattle. Mark Stimson and Casey Elkins of Elevated Financial Management are the hosts. I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate. I'm just hanging on, man. We go through this so fast, so furious. Uh, lots of great information. There's going to be an opportunity to get on the calendar with Mark and Casey at Elevated uh, Financial Management, and that's no cost, no obligation, no pressure. Talk about where you are uh, in your retirement uh, planning scenario. And if you've got questions about RMDs and, you know, when to take them and mistakes to avoid, we're kind of going over those right now. So if you take them at the wrong time, big no-no. Casey, this next one, this is another mistake to avoid when it comes to RMDs, not realizing the extra cost of delaying your first RMD. Right. So as Mark mentioned, um, if you uh, if you wait to take that RMD till the following year, um, then you're going to end up having to take two that year. Now, that's that's pretty straightforward. I think we understand that. But what is that? What's the real implications of that? How is that going to affect you? Right. That's what you need to understand. And the point being here is that um, sometimes we see folks that don't even want their RMD um, because they're thinking, hey, you know what? I my pension, my Social Security, I, I'm covered. I'm good. I don't need the money from that account. Um, and so they, they don't want the RMD in the first place. But if they delay that first one, then they have to take two in the same year. 
then you're potentially pushed into a higher tax bracket. Now, that really depends on your situation. But uh, the point being here is that as as is the case with not taking enough RMDs, like Mark mentioned, people only make that mistake once. Um, that's the same thing here. It's something that that people get caught up on because they don't know the details, uh, because this isn't this isn't what most folks do day in and day out financial planning. Um, and so it's easy to get tripped up on something like this. And if you get shoved into a higher ty- uh, tax bracket uh, unexpectedly, um, that can really ruffle some feathers for folks, especially when you've got a plan put together. So you've got to understand how that works. You've got to understand how it's going to affect your taxes and really understand what your options are and uh, make sure that you don't have just a portfolio, but really a Yeah, plan. So, so very important. Talking about required minimum distributions and mistakes to avoid when you get to this moment where you're starting to draw down on your accounts. You know, these are things you really have to be aware of. Mark, what happens if I withdraw the wrong amount? Well, your RMDs are going to be based on your balance of those accounts on December 31st of the prior year. So you're going to add all of those up and then that's going to determine based on the uniform lifetime table. Uh, It happens to be in Appendix B of the IRS publication 590-B. So we use that table to determine exactly what you owe in the way of an RMD or going to be owed in the way of an RMD payment that year. And you again, you got to get this correct or it can really create some penalties and some amounts that you just won't believe how how stiff the penalty is. All right, we're going to rifle through a bunch of these, and then we're going to give you an opportunity uh, to get on the calendar with Elevated Financial Management, meet with Mark Stimson, Casey Elkins, and their team, talk about your situation. Uh, if you need a drawdown strategy, you need a plan, folks. It's all about retirement. So we talked about uh, these so far, you know, taking the RMD at the wrong time, not realizing the extra cost for delaying that first RMD, uh, withdrawing the wrong amount can be a big no-no. And Casey, not realizing that the RMD rules differ for IRAs and 401ks. Yeah, this is uh, something that people, again, get tripped up on for you DIY folks. Um, This is one that really, uh, really gets those ones. Uh, You add up the balance in all of your traditional IRAs. Uh, This is for IRAs, I should state that. So this is for IRAs. First, you add up all the balance in all of your traditional IRA accounts. Divide it by the life expectancy factor for your age. And then you withdraw the money from any of your traditional IRA accounts. So that means, let's say, for example, you had $40,000 in RMDs that were supposed to come from your IRAs. You could take all $40,000 from one account. You could take $20,000 from two different accounts. The the options are kind of endless. If you got five different IRAs, you can take $40,000 uh, from one or you can take $5,000 from each, whatever it is. You've got choices. But if you have more than one 401k, you have to calculate the RMD separately for each account and take the required amount from each one. So you can't have $40,000 worth of total RMD in your 401ks and take all 40,000 from one 401k. You have to take the RMD attributable to each account in that year when it comes to 401ks. Um, now that's that's a limitation of 401ks. Uh, what we'll point out is that Uh, A lot of times moving to a traditional IRA makes a lot of sense. Uh, It is case by case. We won't say that that's always the best thing to do, but very commonly it does uh, help uh, lessen the confusion surrounding this. It does give you some more investment options, but uh, you really got to understand those different uh, parts and pieces so that you know how that's going to affect you. I mean, you got questions about your retirement situation and there's, as we're talking about right now, a lot of moving parts. 
Uh, if you've got questions, take advantage when we open up the five calendar positions at Elevated Financial Management. Uh, we're going to do that here in just a little bit. And make that appointment, no cost, no obligation, no pressure. Talk about your retirement situation. So these, again, are RMD mistakes to avoid. And this is one that I, I could see kind of get lost. And, you, and this may happen to a lot of people if you neglect to take RMDs from a Roth 401k. Yeah, this is something I'm glad you mentioned this, Morgan, because this happens all the time because people think, okay, I have a Roth. I don't have to take a distribution, which is true on a Roth IRA. You're not having to take any money out when you reach 72. You can leave it and never take money out if you don't want to and and leave that account to your kids. But this is where it takes a pretty good turn. The withdrawals from a Roth uh, have to be taken each year if it's a Roth 401k plan. They're not going to be taxable, but you're still required to take the amount out each year, which I don't really, and Casey, I don't think we really understand why you have to do it uh, out of a 401k plan, but you do. That's the rules. But you do not have to do it if you are still working for that employer. So just, again, there's confusion on this subject, and we all got to be paying attention and understand what we're really doing. Otherwise, it can cost you. All right. We've got one more, and then we're going to open up the phones and uh, fill up five calendar positions at Elevated Financial Management. No cost, no obligation, no pressure. And there are a lot of people out there that are going to be in this boat, Casey. So this, I think, is a very important one. If you don't understand, and again, we want to work, there are, there are people out there that need to work. There are people out there that want to work and they're well into their uh, retirement age. But let's say if you're after 72, if you don't understand the special RMD rules, you could be in a little trouble there. Yeah. You know, and I'll, I'll try to say this as succinctly as possible. Um, as long as you don't own more than 5% of the company, you usually notice keyword there usually don't have to take RMDs from your current employer's 401k while you're still employed. But, and this is a big caveat, you do need to take RMDs from previous employers' 401ks and from your traditional IRAs at 72, even if you're working. Um, now, I, I highlighted that word there usually because this is really situational and there are some other things to consider. It's not, uh, it's not cut and dry, but majority of the time, you do not have to take RMDs from your current employer's 401k if you're still employed after 72. All right. We've kind of run you through the gauntlet when it comes to RMD and mistakes to avoid. Uh, you've got questions. Now's the opportunity to get answers for your situation. We've got five calendar positions, Casey. What's going to happen for these five callers? Well, again, it's that retirement readiness review, but here's here's really the key. We've been talking about RMDs. Uh, how are they going to affect you? Uh, does your current, we'll call it a plan, does it currently account for the RMDs? Have you taken into consideration how that's going to affect you? How much is the RMD going to be? Is it going to push you into a higher tax bracket? That's one of the main things that we're going to consider when you come in. We're going to help you understand that better and make sure that you have a solid withdrawal plan from your accounts. We're also going to look at the volatility inside of your investments. We'll look at the diversification uh, how correlated are your assets? Meaning if one asset class is going up, are your other assets classes going up as well? Um, or do you have diversification where things are moving in opposite of each other? Uh, all things that we'll consider, we'll make sure that you truly understand and, and do a deep uh, x-ray into your current holdings. 
866-668-3625. That's the number to call. We have five positions. The goal of the show is to help you make the best retirement decision for you. Call now, 866-668-3625. Again, five spots, no cost, no obligation, no pressure. 866-668-3625. Call now. Coming up next on Elevate Your Wealth, it's question and answer. Looking forward to it. Welcome back into Elevate Your Wealth. Your hosts are Mark Stimson and Casey Elkins. You can find them at Elevated Financial Management right here in Seattle. Great resource website for you. Check it out, efmnw.com. That's all letters, efmnw.com. They host Elevate Your Wealth TV show in this market, and we've got, well, an access to it there, links to it. And there, all of our radio shows in podcast form are there for you as well. 42 years experience combined for these two, helping hundreds of clients get ready for their retirement. They are certified financial fiduciaries. I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate and sometimes referee uh, between Mark and Casey. And it's always in good retirement discussion fun, <laughs> right? And it's all time, you know, we always like to kind of wrap the show up with some questions and we've got some for you guys. So let's go to Olympia first. Daniel is there and Mark, this one is for you. Call me a nerd, but I've always had fun researching and then buying and selling stocks as a hobby. However, the wife isn't so thrilled about me continuing this hobby as we get into retirement, which is only a few years away now. Any advice on a way for us to kind of find some middle ground here? And I think that's a really uh, important thought, finding some middle ground, right? Because I think all of us are uh, those of us that are married, not all of us are married, but those of us that are, we, our spouses a lot of times have way different opinions than we do. And we need to consider those. But one of the things I, in your situation, Dan, is this, you are uh, approaching the retirement red zone and that really matters. And we have kind of a approach in our office uh, called the rule of 100. And we take a client's age. So let's say that you're just, in your case, you're 60 years old, you're getting ready to retire. We want to have close to 60% of your portfolio in guaranteed accounts, which means you can't have all of them in different stocks where you're buying and selling them, basically doing your own form of day trading, because that can be dangerous. And your wife has every bit uh, the right to be concerned about that. But you also don't want to be so conservative that you're not trying to head stay ahead of inflation. And so it's finding a happy medium. So if we can get a nice uh, chunk of your retirement funds in guaranteed accounts that can grow and that will provide income, that's really what your wife is concerned about, right? Being able to pay your bills every every month, making sure that's taken care of, then there should be uh, what we call red money, money that we put in the market in stocks or bonds. Casey mentioned REITs or uh, annuities or other forms of investing that you can still control and, and decide what you want to do with it. So we've just got to be balanced about how we approach this in retirement. Casey's got a thought on this too. You know, I, I, I'll just add to that a little bit. Something that uh, Mark and I find, because this is pretty common. Um, is it Daniel? Yeah, Daniel, this is pretty common. What I'll say is that uh, you know, what we find works really well, as Mark just mentioned, is truly finding that middle ground, as you mentioned. And one of the ways to do that is to make a, a separate account that has a smaller portion. And that smaller portion of your assets 
your entire plan is not dependent on that level of assets. So that account value is a little smaller. And that's an account that you can continue to trade, continue to enjoy yourself in uh, without creating stress for your spouse and creating stress on your overall retirement plan. So we can kill two birds with one stone. Um, it's all about uh, making sure that we set things up properly. And that's part of a good plan. Question and answer portion of Elevate Your Wealth, again, powered by Elevated Financial Management, where you can find Mark Stimson and Casey Elkins, our hosts. Uh, there's going to be an opportunity to get on their calendar immediately following the Q&A. We've got five positions. We're going to open those up for you. And it's no cost, no obligation, and no pressure. Next question up. Casey, this one's for you. Bonnie Lake, the location. Barbara is there. I'm retiring from the federal government in 2023, and my wife is retiring at the same time. And again, savings are compromised of a thrift savings plan, her 403B and a 401k. We also have shared money outside our workplace savings in Roth retirement accounts, taxable investment accounts, and taxable mutual funds as well. Who should I consult to ensure my drawdown strategy is optimized to minimize taxes? Well, that's a great question. Um, based on what you just described, Barbara, what I'll say is that we see a lot of people with uh, TSP plans here. Uh, the more conservative ones are mostly invested in the G fund, which is a good option, but there's a lot of choices there. Um, and it sounds like uh, you and your spouse have done a good job of saving. You've got some diversification in different uh, uh, tax type accounts, meaning you've got some uh, deferred tax, some currently taxable, some tax free, uh, which is great. Uh, when it comes down to a drawdown strategy to minimize taxes, you've really got to work with a holistic planner, a holistic retirement planner. Uh, there's a big difference between uh, the individual that's going to help you save and invest to grow for retirement and the individual or the firm that is going to help you create a drawdown strategy, look at the taxes, uh, do all the things that we essentially talk about each week. And so um, if I can be very frank with you, Barbara, the right person to help you with that is right here in this office. Uh, this is something that we do all the time. We would love to help you. Uh, so don't hesitate to pick up the phone and give us a call when the time comes here in a couple minutes. But uh, you've got to be working with somebody who's going to take the time to understand you, understand what you want to do, and really do a deep dive into everything that you've got going on and that can help offset those taxes for you. And that's a holistic retirement planning office that's going to help you do that. The opportunity to get answers to those questions right around the corner. we got five positions on the calendar with Mark and Casey at Elevated Financial Management and their team. And again, it's no cost, no obligation. And there's no pressure. This is about your retirement. Here to help, folks. Here to help. All right, next question up. Ording is the location. Dick is there. Here's the question for you, Mark. I am 56 years old. I plan to work another 10 years. I have 18500 in a simple IRA with a financial planner. This amount was rolled over from a previous employer. My current employer offers a 457 deferred comp plan in addition to a pension plan. I'd like the pre-tax advantages of either a traditional IRA or 457 plan and would like these funds to supplement my pension. Which choice would help me do that? Well, you know, the one thing that I want to mention here is you mentioned that you would like pre-tax advantages. Now, the, one of the things that we might... Uh, try and show you is why some after-tax planning or some, which is the Roth concept, might make a little bit more sense in the long run. 
I'd, I'd much rather have tax-free income versus tax-deferred income. And that's something people usually don't understand uh, fully unless they talk with somebody that's really done this uh, for a while. And so uh, depending on, again, your unique situation, the one thing I will say, if you are using a pre-tax plan, you want to be sure that the company offers a match. And if they do, you we suggest that you put in the minimum amount that you have to contribute to be able to get the maximum amount from your current employer, because that truly is free money. But if there is a Roth plan inside that company plan, well, then I personally would, would tell you to use the Roth for sure, because it's going to create tax-free money on the back end instead of just tax deferred. So again, you got to look at everything that's available inside your plans and then make a decision based on the choices that you have. But they could be, uh, they could go either way. But if there's uh, after-tax plans, I would highly recommend looking at that. Final question of the program. Then we're going to open up those five calendar positions with elevated financial management, no cost, no obligation, and simply no pressure. Enumclaw is the location. Erica is there. Here's the question for you, Casey. I have 640000 in a previous employer's 401k, 100000 in my new employer's plan. Do you recommend I merge the two? Both funds offer similar investment options. My only motivation is based on simplifying paperwork during retirement, although there may be other advantages that I'm just not aware of. You know, Erica, what I'll say is that um, I, I, I'll just preface my comments with this. I don't know enough about you to answer, answer your question uh, 100% directly. Um, from a from a ease uh, standpoint, uh, simplifying paperwork and things like that, uh, managing those accounts or keeping an eye on them, um, sure, merging them together would make a lot of sense. That would make life easier, absolutely. Um, being that they have similar investment options, um, I appreciate you providing that info. That also makes it easy to say, yeah, that that might make a lot of sense to combine them. Uh, there's some other things to consider, though. Um, those investment options, while they may be similar in type. What are the fees and the expense ratios in the underlying funds themselves? Um, that's something to be aware of. Uh, perhaps they're higher in your newer or current employer plan. And so um, leaving those other dollars in a previous plan might make more sense. Um, I'll also add something to the mix that uh, we've talked a little bit about, and that's actually taking money from a, a previous 401k or even a current 401k, depending on your uh, circumstance, and possibly rolling it into an IRA. Um, there could be some benefits there for you as well. Now, that wouldn't necessarily simplify things because you'd have a different account. You'd be able to close your old 401k. But the idea here would be that um, you would be able to potentially open up and have more investment choices, more control over those dollars, and uh, some more options when it comes to RMDs and things in the future as well. Um, that could be an option for you. Uh, like I said, it's hard for us to give uh, real direct answers sometimes because there's certain details and other parts and pieces that, that we need to know, questions of our own that we would need to ask you. Um, but that does sound like that could be a good move for you, Erica. Um, of course, if you have other questions and want to find out more about it specifically for you, please don't hesitate to call here shortly. All right. We've got five calendar positions, elevated financial management, no cost, no obligation, no pressure. Casey, tell us more about what's going to happen for these five appointments if they call right now. Well, this is what we call our retirement readiness review. Now, there's a few things that we want to highlight when it comes to that. Uh, we've discussed market volatility today. That's a big one. That's on top of minds for most folks. 
especially retirees. And I'll tell you what, if you're a retiree and you're not concerned about market volatility, I'm blown away. You've got to understand what that volatility is in your account. That's one of the first things that we're going to help you do. Understand what your investments are, how they move up and down, how they react to interest rate hikes and how they change in different environment uh, in investing environments. We'll also consider the fees that you're paying. Are they appropriate? Uh, we need to understand what we're paying for and making sure that you're getting all that you should be. Uh, what about taxes? We want to make sure that doesn't eat up too much of our retirement. So it's important to understand how taxes are going to affect you. We'll consider uh, medical uh, via Medicare. We'll talk about legacy and estate planning using trusts and wills, things of that nature, uh, and bundle it all up in one package that's easy for you to understand. So uh, we found that with this analysis, it works well for those who've saved 200000 or more. Um, if you've saved a, a million or more, it's going to work even better. Uh, but all things that we'll be happy to discuss with you when we get together. Folks, we have five positions. Again, this is an opportunity to get on the calendar right now with Mark Simpson, Casey Elkins, and the team at Elevated Financial Management. Call this number, 866-668-3625. That's 866-668-3625. Again, the opportunity to sit down, talk about your retirement situation. And if you've got 100000 saved for retirement, uh, these strategies are going to work well for you. If you have $200,000, they are going to work a little bit better. If you have a million uh, there are a lot of moving parts there. You put the plan together. I tell you, uh, it's a it's a good, good look. So anything you've got saved, certainly one of these appointments for you, 100000 and up. Five calendar positions available. Call now, 866-668-3625. That's 866-668-3625. Advisory services are offered through Foundations Investment Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is intended for informational and educational purposes only. The views, statements, and opinions expressed herein are those of the individual speakers and not necessarily those of Foundations and its affiliates. The information contained herein does not constitute an offer to sell any securities or represent an express or implied opinion or endorsement of any specific investment opportunity offering or issuer. Any discussion of performance or returns is not indicative of future results. Any mention of rates and guarantees provided by insurance products and annuities are subject to the financial strength of the issuing insurance company, not guaranteed by any bank or the FDIC. Each individual investor situation is different and any ideas provided may not be appropriate for your particular circumstances. Foundations only transacts business in states where it's properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Registration as an investment advisor is not an endorsement of the firm by securities regulators and does not mean the advisor has achieved a specific level of skill or ability. No legal or tax advice is provided. Always consult with the tax professional. All rights reserved.